thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse 2 says this, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm thankful we have somebody to look to today. This world is so crazy upside down on its head. I'm so thankful we don't have to look to a politician. We don't have to look to the White House. We ain't got to look to local government. We got to look unto, come on, what's his name? That was so weak. Y'all, y'all are first service tired. Everybody said, looking unto Jesus. You're almost there. What's his name? Jesus. Father, I thank you today for the power of your word. I pray that you help me to communicate it, Lord, the way that you gave it to me to communicate it. Lord, help somebody today, whether it's here or online or whoever may be listening to the podcast. Lord, I pray you administer life through me today in the name of Jesus. And the people said amen and amen. I want to talk to you this morning along the title of Jesus is my everything. Jesus is my everything. But before we do that, I want you to get out of your seat, go love on somebody and welcome them to the house of of the Lord today, all right? One, two, three, go. Go love on somebody. Online campus, you, you know the deal. Hit that share button. Make sure you invite somebody into service today with us. God's got something so good for you, and God's got something good for those that you share this feed with. Such a blessing that you're watching today, and I pray that your life gets revolutionized and that God does some great things in your world as you watch this morning as well. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is so good. Put your hands together one more time to give the Lord a little bit of praise in the room. How many of y'all brought a Bible to church today? Let's see how many Gen Xers and greatest and boomers we got in the room. Did anybody bring an actual Bible with you to church today? This is the, I believe this is the word of God. Does anybody believe that? I got, I got a giant print Bible, but does anybody believe that this is the actual word of God? I do. Amen. And I believe that this Bible from Genesis all the way to the end of it, to the book of maps, is the story of redemption. That God saw a broken relationship between himself and an unholy man. And his whole plan from Genesis chapter 3 into maps and bonded leather at the very end was all about him sending his son Jesus, who came and paid a criminal's death upon a cross called Calvary, at Calvary. And he gave his life a ransom for all of us so we would have somebody to look to. Come on in here. And Hebrews chapter number uh, 12 tells us in verse 2 to look unto Jesus. I'm thankful we have somebody to look to. Aren't you glad about that today? I have somebody I can run to, somebody who will catch me when I mess up, somebody who will be my counselor when I'm broken, somebody who can talk me off the ledge. Come on in here. I'm so glad we have somebody we can look to. He is the son of God and his name is Jesus. Jesus. He is my everything. 
This, these three words, looking unto Jesus, uh, takes the idea that you should give your attention to him. Now, we are all so guilty. We give our attention to too many of the wrong things in life. Too much stuff in our world gets our attention, doesn't it? Whether it's Instagram, I know I'm coming for you. Whether it's scrolling or the reels or social media or the news stations or what's going wrong in our country, our culture, we give a lot of attention to the wrong things. But I want to encourage you this morning to give your attention to Jesus today. Amen. Now, a, a lot of people don't look to Jesus. A lot of people don't run to Jesus. They, they just won't look to the Lord. And I believe it has nothing to do with the fault of Jesus because Jesus is completely perfect. Many times people stop looking to Jesus or don't look to Jesus because church people represent him horribly. Many don't serve Jesus because of how we as Christians display him. It's not necessarily what we say at times. It's what we do at times. And I have learned that if, if, you, if you perceive somebody the wrong way, generally you won't want anything to do with them. Now, if you're anything like me, I've been misunderstood before. Has, has anybody here been misunderstood before? I have been misrepresented and misinterpreted uh, uh, before. Anybody else in the room? And here's what I know when you're misinterpreted or misunderstood, people will form a bad opinion about you that's not even true based off their misunderstanding of you. And unfortunately, Jesus has had this happen to him multiple times. You know, people misunderstand who he is based off our conduct. And so because the church at times can be mean, they think Jesus is mean. And because church people at times can be angry, judgmental, and bigoted, they think God is that way. They've seen us pick at funerals. They've seen us say the wrong thing at the wrong time when our culture's upside down. And so they have the wrong understanding of Christ. Jesus to some is just a history figure. Jesus to some is no different than Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, or the Tooth Fairy. Some think Jesus is angry, mad, and mean, or, or that he's still on a cross. Many people still have Jesus on a cross around their chain, or he's still on a cross on their wall at home. But that's the wrong idea in a misunderstanding and a misconception of Jesus. Jesus is a good God. Jesus, the Bible said it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. I need some help in here today because y'all are quiet in here. But, but Jesus is good. He loves us with the compassion. He's full of mercy. He's full of grace. Somebody told me one time, well, that runs out after a while. I don't know. The Bible said it's brand new every single morning. I'm so thankful that he forgives 70 times 7 every single day. Aren't you thankful we got a good God who, whose thoughts toward us are good and not of evil, of help and not of harm, of blessing and not of poverty. We have somebody we can look to and his name is Jesus. Jesus is my everything. Amen. Come on, put your hands together if you're thankful for Jesus. My beautiful and my beautiful wife and I, we are, I'm going to mention you today, honey, in first service. My beautiful, my beautiful wife and I, we, we're celebrating 20 years in July of being married. And, and I just, it sounds weird, Miss Jennifer, saying that. 20 years? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really 46 and we've really been married 20 years. It's crazy. I know I look like I'm 25, but we, but I'm 46. We've been, amen. We, we, we've been. We've been married for 20 years. And so my wife, for our 20-year anniversary, she wanted to do something really special. 
and we've never been on a cruise. And so she got online and she booked us this cruise. And I said, well, I want to make sure this cruise has everything because Stacy told me the cruise she went on, she gained 10 pounds on that cruise because everything was included, including the food. I said, everything, Stacy said, a pastor, listen, you can get on a cruise and you can have three filet mignons, two steak or two lobster tails, crab legs, shrimp, and you can order it all again if you want to because everything on the ship, somebody say, is included. I said, well, Stacy, what, what about if we, we get on a cruise and I want to get on the water slides? How much are the water slides? She said, Pastor, you don't understand. You and Pastor Jillian need to understand. Everything's included. I said, the water slides included. She said, the water slides included. I said, well, what about this no kids zone that they got where little kids can't go and they have hot tubs and stuff in there where just adults can go in there where there's, it's just relaxing, chill, and quiet. She said, Pastor, even that area is included. I said, okay, okay, okay. Well, what about, what about, what about if we want to go to a music production show at night or a comedy show at night? She said, Pastor, that's included. She said, Pastor, even the weight room and the treadmills are included. I said, I don't care about that. I ain't going to be up in there. I said, she goes, even the tennis courts and the basketball courts, they are all included. I said, well, everything's included. She said, everything that you would want on a ship is included. She said, the alcohol is not included, but you don't drink alcohol, so you ain't got to worry about that, right? She said, Everything is included. Everything, everything, everything. Every Jesus is my everything. I want to tell you today, everything means everything. Means it's all included, which means you've already got it. You've already got access to blessing. You already have access to hope. You already have access to faith. You already have access to prosperity. You already have access to deliverance, to freedom, to joy to faith. Why? Because he is everything. Everything is included. Somebody say he's my everything. So I want to talk about four things of his department on his ship that's included with who he is. Number one, Jesus is a game changer. Aren't you glad Jesus is the game changer? Now, I love technology. Can I get a witness in the room? I'm excited when a new piece of technology comes out. It just blesses my soul. I go to speaking in tongues, dancing, and having myself a little Holy Ghost party. But I'm a Gen Xer. You know, I'm 46 years old, and I was born before the Internet was in your house. So I, I was born, I can remember in 1992 when the dial-up Internet was first released in the earth. How many of y'all older folks remember the dial-up Internet? It went to manifest demons when you click that, that, that connect button. It was like, you know, I was like, devil, come out, you know. And, and, you know, I was so amazed by the Internet when it first came out, Miss Talese. I had bguyardo at juno.com. Now, don't be emailing me because that's deactivated. If you know anything about Juno, you really saved. I mean, you are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, mighty burning fire, heaven bound. You weren't sworn in. You was born in, praise God. But if you know anything about Juno, when Juno first came out, this is what I knew about Juno email. We believed that Juno email was going to put the USPS out of business because we had dial-up internet and we had email and that was about all you could do on it. You couldn't watch videos. You couldn't, you could look at pictures that were on there after you waited 12 hours for the screen to do this. And then y'all don't remember flash, but that's all right. And then finally the, the, the picture was up there because it was super slow, but the world changed in the early 2000s with broadband internet, right? We went from 56 K 
KBPS. You can ask Berta what that means. I have no clue. To 256. It, 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 it was crazy how it multiplied. And we went from sending emails to where you were able to send pictures. We went from looking at pictures on the internet to be able to see videos. Because broadband was faster, it was bigger, and it was so much more quiet, praise God. Broadband was the game changer. And then I remember, I said, I said, Lord, what, what else could I do to help the saints remember how glorious technology is? And my grandpa, he used to take us on road trips. And before we go on road trips, he would go up to Barnes and Noble, our Target, our Walmart, and he would buy this gigantic atlas. It was a foot wide and seven feet tall, right? And he would get out his little highlighter and he would get on that road map. And he, would, he would go on 44 and he would go up there and he would trace that whole thing all the way up to St. Louis where we were going. He would have markers. Some of y'all don't know how to even read a map, but praise God. There's markers on there that tell you how many more miles you got. But I remember when the Tom Tom was released. How many of y'all remember the Tom Tom? Brother Tom Tom. And Tom Tom was crazy good, but it was crazy horrible. And I bought the first Tom Tom that ever came out because I was traveling America preaching the gospel all over the place. I needed some help. Let the church say amen. And I bought this TomTom, and I would go to different cities, and I would get a rental car. I'd stick that TomTom in there. But the thing about a TomTom was you had to download current information because TomTom would generally send you to a lake, a river, or a dead-end street and say you have reached your destination, and it wasn't your destination. I was preaching in Detroit, Michigan, and that TomTom sent me down Eight Mile Road. And if you don't know anything about Detroit, that's the worst part to Detroit, Michigan, you want to be in. It sent me down Eight Mile Road to a dead end and said, you have reached your destination. On the left side of me, a house was burnt to the ground. On the right side of me was a house that was boarded up because it was burnt, but they put it out. And in front of me was a car up on jacks with the tires gone. I, I said, Tom, Tom, you are a false prophet. And we got rid of the prophet, Tom, Tom. But in 2008, the world changed. I'm, yeah, 2008, the world changed. And the iPhone released it's 3G, which was capable of global positioning system on your phone with churn-by-churn churn directions. Now, how many of y'all know that the iPhone has blessed our whole living life? It has blessed us. All you Android people need deliverance at the altar after church. Praise God. But the iPhone has blessed our life. I mean, it will tell you churn-by-churn, churn, and it downloads and updates live automatically on your phone because the iPhone was, somebody say, a game changer. I'm an 80s kid, so I grew up in the 80s watching movies. I saw the Goonies in the movies. Goonies never die. I saw Back to the Future, Great Scott in the movies. I saw Rocky in the movies. My mama told me when I was a little boy at Rocky, I jumped on my seat when he was beating that Russian, and I started, I started shouting and screaming, get him, Rocky, get him, Rocky, get him, Rocky. I mean, I saw The Breakfast Club in the movie theater. What? But when I was 12-ish, the world changed, and Mama could afford us a VCR, and she brought home a black and gold Zenith VCR to where we can now go to what y'all, you young people don't know about this. It was called Blockbuster and Hollywood Video. What? And we would go there, and we would stack up tapes, and we'd forget to take them back, and we'd forget to rewind them, and then you had a $700 fee that you'd have to pay for not rewinding those tapes and not taking them back. But the world changed with one word, Netflix. Netflix came out, and it was, it was cheaper to get. It was easier to get. It was, you didn't have any rewind fees. You didn't have any late fees. You pay one fee to unlimited movies, and it was way cheaper and way better. Netflix is 
is the game changer. I, I had I had a StarTac flip phone. Anybody remember that phone? It, dear God, help me out. This was my very first phone, Benjamin. You don't even know what that is. It looked like something from, from Star Trek or something. And, and I, this was my first phone. And this thing would only stay charged for four hours. Uh, you, you, you had a limited amount of usage on this phone. And if you got on after 7 o'clock to use it, then you had free airtime and unlimited minutes. What well, y'all don't know about that, see? And, and, and you could only have a few voicemails at a time because the storage was so low. Come on in here. And, 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 and so, but, but, then in, then, but then later on in time, something came out called the Nokia 9000 Communicator. This phone came out before texting was really popular. But in, but in the late 90s, the 9000 uh, Nokia Communicator came out. And it was a full uh, uh, keyboarded text phone. And I didn't have that phone. I tried to get Pastor Hart to let the staff have it. He went give it to us we had to keep these dumb little star trek phones and 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 so you could text and 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 you could you it changed it changed the world it changed how we communicate back on the star tech phone it was normal to call people and use your mouth to have conversation but in today's world it's almost rude to have a conversation on the phone because we send out 23 billion texts a day in the world we communicate differently now that nokia what i'm trying to tell you this morning is that things in our world change and they're game changers when they show up and i'm here to tell you today that Jesus is everything. Jesus is the game changer. If you're here today and you're hopeless, honey, grab a hold of Jesus. If you're here today and you're wounded and you're hurting, Jesus is the game changer. If you're here today and you're lost in life, somebody say Jesus is the game changer. If you're here today and you're broken, you're busted, and come on, Bishop Jakes, you even disgusted. I am here to tell you today that Jesus is the game changer. Look unto Jesus. Follow after Jesus. Run unto Jesus. Jesus is the game changer. Somebody say yes and give him praise for just a minute. Hallelujah. Not only is he my game changer, Duran, he's my crutch. Let me see that crutch there, Duran. I'm going to use you for an illustration this week. Praise the Lord. That's why I don't play basketball. That's not the real reason, but we won't talk about that. Jesus is my crutch. How many has ever heard that before? Jesus is my crutch. Oh, you just need that Jesus because you're weak. Absolutely. Oh, you need Jesus because you, you can't stand on your own. Absolutely. When I was a kid, I fell. I was being silly, and I, my mom, if you're watching today, I love you. Uh, but but I, she used to always make fun of me, not, not in a bad way, but she said it was silly. She, she, uh, she, she would make fun of me in a, in a fun way, not in a bad way, because I would try to do acrobats in our living room, and I'm not acrobatic. I don't, I'm not limber that way. And I was doing something, and I fell, and I cracked the, the side of my ankle on our coffee table, and that thing swelled up like a tennis ball, turned black and blue. And I went to the hospital because I thought I broke it, and I was just a little kid. And the doctor said, no, son, you sprained your ankle. He wrapped it up. He said, you got to stay off this for six weeks. You can't put it down. I said, don't worry, I can't put it down anyway. I couldn't put pressure 
pressure on it. I couldn't walk on it. I had to use these dumb crutches. Walking around, they call me little Timmy. Praise the Lord, tiny Tim. And, and I was walking around on these crutches because I was wounded, because I had a bruise, because it was sensitive. And many of you are here today, you're trying to do this thing by yourself. You're trying to walk through that pain all by yourself. You're trying to walk through that hurt all alone. You're trying to do it by yourself, single mama. I can do it. I, I'm a warrior. I'm a single mama. I'm a, no, you need Jesus. Come on in here. You got to lean on him. He'll help you get from point A to point B a whole lot quicker and a whole lot easier. See, without a crutch, you got to depend on people. But with a crutch, you say, Jesus is my everything. He's my crutch. He's my lawyer in the, in the courtroom. He's my doctor in the surgical room. Y'all remember them? They used to say that in early church. He, he's my pastor in the church. He's my everything. Jesus is my crutch. So if you're here today and you're wounded, lean on Jesus. If you're here today and you're broken, lean on Jesus. If all hell is breaking loose in your life, lean on Jesus. You say, well, that's for weak people. Exactly. If that's your excuse, you don't realize how weak you are, honey. If that's what you're trying to say, you don't realize how broken you are. You need Jesus. You need him more than the breath you breathe. You need him more than the blood that runs through your heart. You need him more than the brain that's in your mind. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is my everything. He's my crutch. He's my stretcher. He's my ambulance. He's my hospital. Come on in here. He's my, he's my surgeon. Jesus is my everything. He's the game changer. He's my crutch. But I'm so thankful that Jesus is, number three, the real deal. He's the real deal. Look at your neighbor and say, hey neighbor. Jesus is the real deal. How many in this room like nice stuff? What would you think if we gave Louis Vuitton bags and Rolexes to every first time guest? What? Can you imagine being that prosperous as a church? Every first time the guest gets a Rolex and a Louis Vuitton bag. Wouldn't that be something? Goodness gracious. Well, I don't like that stuff. Well, I like it on eBay to sell it then. Oh, that's my gift. Praise God. I'm going straight to eBay. But the thing about real stuff that's expensive is that scammers make knockoffs to replicate the real thing. I call those folks impostas. Pastas. They look like a real bag, feel like the real bag. They smell like the real leather, but they fake as fake can be. Impastas. Look at your neighbor saying pastas. You can get on the internet now and you can buy Folexes that say Rolex. They look the exact same. Look like the same internal parts, but they phony. You can buy Folexes and act like you're wearing Oakleys. You can buy Mui Vuitton purses and act like you got a Louis Vuitton purse. You can buy cubic zirconia and try to pass them off as diamonds. You can buy gold plates and call it real gold. But they impostas. If you go to eBay, I'm an eBay guy. I'm a Gen Xer, so I still buy and sell on eBay. Do not judge me. Berto asked me the other day, is that still a thing? I'm like, Berto, get out of here, impasta. 
Amazon is an imposter. I'm an eBay guy. And if you try to sell a replicated expensive item on eBay, they will pull your account and cancel you out. No longer able to buy and sell on eBay as an imposter. They will shut you down. It is my goal today to shut down the imposter. It is my goal today to shut down the lies of the enemy that on a repeat of cycle he's been telling you. You're no good. You're never going to make it. Nobody's going to want you. No church is for you. I am here today to shut down the imposter because Jesus is the real deal. Somebody say yes. And the pastor, how, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know if it's a replica? You gotta compare it to the real thing. I'm a watch guy. Rolexes don't tick, they sweep, they sweep. Their second hand goes like this, they don't click. They sweep. Their faces look one way, they don't look fake. Their paint is one way. Their clasps are one way. The, the bracelets work a certain way. You have to compare the real thing next to the imposter to make sure that you know what the imposter is and what the replica is. You say, what are you talking about? You got to get in the word of God. You got to get, get in this Bible, guys. Listen, if you're not a word-based Christian, you will be a weak Christian and probably go right back into the world. You got to get in the word of God to find the truth. What's the truth what's a lie what's the real deal what's an imposter what's the gospel what's the phony gospel you gotta get in the word and find the real deal somebody say yes here's what I know if somebody's trying to sell you a Rolex for $200 it's not real if somebody's trying to sell you a Louis Vuitton bag for a hundred bucks it's not real how much are those 10 karat diamonds? 150 bucks. They're fake. Because there's no value in a replica. It's an imposter trying to dupe you to believe a truth that's really a lie. And that's what the devil does to us. He tries to dupe us to believe a lie so he can get us. But he's an imposter. And I came to serve him notice today. He's got to get out of here. Matthew, my, my compassion for people at times gets me in trouble. Anybody else say amen? amen? Sometimes my compassion for people gets me in trouble, Jeremy. I was on a sabbatical, and I was coming back from Colorado. And I stopped at this gas station. And this, this gentleman approached me and said, hey, man. He goes, listen, my wife's got cancer, and I'm here in Kansas, and I'm trying to get to Florida because I, she needs care in Florida. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. She, he's like, I don't have any gas. I don't have any gas. I'm out of gas. And he goes, I got this 18-karat gold chain and ring. And he said, I'll sell it to you for $800. If, if, if We just got to get to Florida. It, it would definitely be a help to us. I'm like, $800 for 18-karat gold? I said, praise Jesus. The blessing of the Lord make me rich. I had no sorrow to it. I said, how about $150? <laughs> oh, no, man, I can't do $100. I had about three. He went from $800 to $300. Dummy me, I should have said imposter. 
I said, no, 150 is all I got. He said, okay, 150 bucks. I'm like, praise God, man, Jesus. Won't he do it? I said, if it's not real, I'm out 150 bucks. If it is real, I'm in a whole lot. So I get home, I take it to my drawer, and he goes, where'd you get this? I, he, didn't even look, he didn't even look at the, I, I told him the story, he goes, man, this is fake. I said, what do you mean it's fake? It looks versus 18 karat gold. He goes, no, 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 that's a big scam right now. This is fake. He said, you got duped. Here's what I know about the people of God. I'm so tired of you getting duped. Listen, I'm so tired of the devil winning in your life. I'm so tired of him lying to your mind and duping you and you believing it. I'm tired of you living in a false reality of what's true. It's not true. You are victorious. Come on in here. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus our Lord. He's going to bless you. He's going to elevate you if you look to him, if you follow him, because Jesus is the real deal. Push your neighbor and say, you better see him today. Here's what I know about Jesus. We have done a good job as religious people of making Jesus look bad. Come on. And so there's all these pictures of Jesus circling the internet. And I thought it funny to to see these because the first one I saw was violent Jesus. Violent Jesus, you know, he comes bearing arms, praise God. He's ready to be violent. He's going to be violent. You know, he's coming to get you. You know, it's the wild, wild west and he's going to come and get you. Better hide your kids. Hide your wife. He's going to find you. He got bronchitis. Ain't got time for this. Violent Jesus. But the thoughts Jesus has toward you are not violent. My God. What a horror. Who? What moron made that? I mean, they're a moron. And a pasta. And pasta. Capiche? Impasta. Well, then you got scary Jesus. Boo. He confused. Scary Jesus. Better not come to Jesus because you ain't clean enough. He's watching you. He's watching you at home. He's watching you in the kitchen. He's watching what music listen. He's scary. He's going to get you. Why should we come to a God that we're scared of? Not, not, not fear of, scared of. The, to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That, that's not talking about scary. That's talking about honor. You can't come to God without honor. But you ain't got to be scared of him. My daughter is honorable of her daddy. She ain't scared of me. Are you scared of dad? Okay, good. I want to make sure we're on the same page. Okay. (laughs) Scary Jesus. Then you got religious Jesus. He makes no sense to people. Notice all these Jesuses are kind of white. That kind of looks like, 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 you know, don't talk to me because I'm Jesus. He's doing the chop. Religious Jesus, you better cross every T before you come to me. You better dot every I before you come to me. You better get baptized 12 times, take communion 12 times a day. You better do everything perfect. Don't you come to the house of God if you ain't perfect. You got to be perfect. You got to do it because I'm religious Jesus. 
But then you got Jose Jesus. You got Jesus. See, I knew it. I knew it. I knew he was Hispanic. I, I just knew it. You got Hispanic Jesus. Search, Google it. You got African Jesus. You got, you got, we've all seen the European Jesus. You know, he's skinny, scrawny, pasty as can be. Blue eyes. Weird looking. Racial Jesus. You are not allowed to put your race on Jesus. He does not wear a sombrero. He is not dark skin, light skin, pasty white. He is spirit. Oh, I see. I lost all y'all. It's okay. Jesus is not violent. Jesus is not scary. Jesus is not religious. And Jesus ain't racial. Jesus is a spirit. So to all the impostors out there, Jesus is the real deal. Look at your neighbor say he is the real deal. There's nobody like him. There's nothing like him. He pursues humanity. He loves regardless. He's in love with you. He's in love with you. He's in love with you. And he's going to cover your sin because Jesus is the real deal. Somebody say shut down the impostors. Come on, say it again. Don't be duped. Jesus is the real deal. So we got this Jesus who's everything. He's the game changer. He's the crutch. He's the real deal. But I'm thankful for point number four. Because Jesus is the way maker. He's a way maker. Everybody say way maker. Make a way for me. If you follow Jesus, see that's the kicker right there. If you follow, if you follow Jesus, if you obey Jesus, these little cards have had filled out 82 of them so far in three weeks. It doesn't say, I decided to repeat a prayer after pastor. It's not what that card says. It said, I decided to follow Jesus. If you will abandon your life to follow his. If you will churn from your ways of doing it. We were talking in the car. You're so, I, don't under, I said to my wife, I don't understand why people want to serve the devil. I don't understand it. And she said, honey, they've been duped. They think they're serving themselves. I said, boy, that's it right there, honey. You can't serve you and follow Jesus. You, you, you're serving the impasta, which is yourself. Well, I don't need Jesus. You are so lost and can't see it. We call that deception. But Jesus, if you follow him, you surrender to him, Jesus will make a way out of no way. He will make a path and a 
dense populated forest. He will make a way out of no way. He'll cause rivers to show up in the desert. He'll bring you out of the valley of despair. He'll bring you out of turmoil. He'll bring you out of chaos. He'll bring you out of pain. He'll bring you out of the fire. He'll bring you out of the storm. Jesus will be your way maker. Somebody say yes in here. But only if you obey Hebrews chapter number 12. you got to start with the first word in the second verse. Look to him. Look, look, look. you gotta look. You got to look. Look unto him. Give him your attention. Well, I am pastor. I'm here at church on Sunday morning. How much more of my attention am I supposed to give him? It's a daily attention. It's a second attention. It's an hourly attention. It's a monthly, weekly, 365, 24-7 giving Jesus. Jesus, your attention. I've been married for 20 years, and sometimes my wife, I get distracted, and I'm in my computer and my phone. And the other day, my wife and daughter were in the car, and my wife said something I didn't even hear. And Olivia started laughing. She goes, Mom, Dad didn't even hear you. He was giving his phone the attention. And I said, Oh, I'm sorry. What, what, what did you say? And that's where we get in life. We stop giving Jesus our attention. But I am here to tell you today don't serve religion. Come on, it won't help you. It's not the real deal. It's an imposter. Don't serve the name of a church building alone that's an imposter it could be a trick of the enemy to get you to worship the house of worship or get you to worship a song or get you to worship worship music don't do that today what i'm asking you to do today is follow jesus give jesus your attention give him your heart give him obedience give him fellowship give jesus look unto jesus